Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cars Unfiltered podcast. Today we have myself, Tom. We have Adam. 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 We we don't have Adam. You guys are we lost. Yeah, it. you guys are gone again. No Having technical difficulties today. Te- technical <laughs> difficulties, and we also have Mike. That's me. <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, I, yeah. The internet is not always uh, not always our friend, or actually very rarely our friend. Let's be honest. Yeah, the, I, very... I think uh, Zuckerberg's testimony in Congress this week proves that the internet's not our friend. Yeah, that's a good I, point. I I blame Zucks. That's what I'm doing. I love you. Zuckerberg is such an awkward dude, and I absolutely love like all the pictures. Did you Did you see that he has like a booster seat? Yeah, but that's standard yeah. for any. That's standard for anyone who testifies to Congress. It doesn't matter because they got a picture and they brought it up for Zuckerberg and it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I all the, I like all the robot memes. That's hilarious. Me, me too. He's he is kind of a, I don't know. He's kind of a stiff, so it's kind of funny. But can you imagine like going and writing like writing a piece of software like that in college, and then like ten years later? Like you're in front of Congress because this thing just like went crazy. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know if that's a place I'd want to be. I mean, if I had his money, I wouldn't mind being there. In the I least. suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Just um, out and say that. Cool. All right. So today we have just a couple updates, right? So I th- I think we're going to talk about the Alcan Five Thousand update. First, and then we have a little game. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about the Alcan Five Thousand. Um, when I say, yeah, yes, I, it, I wish it was five hundred. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's not going to be five hundred, Tom. That's wishful yeah. thinking on your end. It's it might be five hundred. We'll see how it goes. Hey, <laughs> I, I did find out that I have a water pump leak, but plus side is I have two water pumps. So good, and, and you don't mean. That you have two water pumps, one in the car and one that's a backup. You mean there's two water pumps in the in the engine itself? There are two water pumps on the engine. Yes, right. But so they're also motor mounts, so they're kind of a bitch to change. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, wow. Every every piece of news with this is just reinforcement of uh, <laughs> just, good, just good news. But but yeah, so you actually had some cool some cool stuff today that we should probably post a picture of. Yeah, we really do need to. Um, That'll be the thumbnail today, actually, for this. <laughs> Boom. Done. What? Water pumps? <laughs> no, the seats. Oh, no, the seats. Yeah, actually, yes. <laughs> yeah, speaking of updates. Um, yeah, so I stopped by the upholster today and sent Tom a picture of what's going to be the insert for the the top and bottom of the seat. And what do you think, Tom? I like it. I think it's good. Describe it to the people. So the picture that you sent me, it more or less looked like a, um, a leather waffle. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's pretty much what it looked like from that. uh, Yeah. 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 I guess it kind of is. It's uh, I would have said more like a leather checkerboard. But that's that's just me. 
Well, but it wasn't different colored squares, so. That's true. It wasn't different colored squares. Yeah. Um, but what it is, is it's brown leather. And it's a, they're a two inch by two inch squares that have been uh, stitched, right? So it, it adds a little bit of dimension to it, like 3D-ish. And uh, there's going to be a border that goes around that. And it's going to look really good. So Tom's going to post teaser pictures today. Yeah. And actually we have – so we think – that uh next week or two we may have the first drive yeah well so um since i last talked to you tom actually what i've done what i did today what i did this afternoon after work was i went out to the garage and i started up truck and i hooked up the uh the vacuum switch that controls the rear end overdrive to a 12 volt power source instead of a six volt power source. And it worked. And so what that means is I can shift the rear end into and out of overdrive. And so I filled up the rear end with, uh, 80, 90 weight, right? Because rear ends. And by the way, gear loop smells. I got some. Yeah. Of, I got some of that stuff on my jacket one time, and I've washed it probably fifty times since then, and it still smells like gear lube. So, yep. do I, not uh, recommend. I have done a diff before, change the oil on a diff, and it is. I don't know what it is about that stuff, but it is nasty. I mean, I don't <laughs> mind the smell of fresh gear lube, right? But if you have used gear lube and then it gets on your your usual like garage jacket. It's bad. It's bad. And you smell it all the time. And it's always there. It never goes away. It's always there. So, so anyway, so I put, I put new gear lube, 8098 in, uh, in the back end of that thing. So it should be ready to go. And then I bolted up the, uh, the rear leaf spring, which is what holds the rear end kind of in place. And I need to bleed the brakes and we could actually tool the thing around the block. Sweet. I know. Right. Would the cab be attached in any secure fashion? The cab actually it's, it doesn't have, it's not completely mounted, but it actually does have bolts holding it onto the frame, so oh, it's, not, it's not going to fall off. Sweet. So well, yeah, I mean that's, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah, it's getting there. Cool. And so actually, one of the things I thought about um, maybe we could tell people about is kind of our process, like where we're at in the planning stages for the Alcan and kind of some of the stuff that we are like looking to do. Um, so one of the things me and Mike, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if people are interested in that, like kind of an inside, like unsexy view of all the work. They're probably, the scenes. they're probably not, but let's tell them anyway. It's true. I mean, yeah. Um, so we are beginning to – we're a little bit behind the eight ball here, but we're starting to look into um, companies to approach for sponsorships for things. So um, we're actually making a list of those today. We're going to be putting together hopefully a, like a letter to reach out to them here soon. Uh, actually, it'll be probably pretty customized each one. So we'll be making a bunch of letters. Um, and just to see if there's any interest. We've never really done this before, so I'm not sure if this is even the right way to go about it. But uh, – What's, what's that saying? Like, you, I mean, I guess the worst they can say is no, right? Yeah, let's go with so, that. Yeah, there's there's another one about the ask, but I can't remember what how it goes. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think we're going to see 
um, see what happens there. And then also we're trying to figure out logistics. So I, uh, me and Mike have kind of like each, I think probably half a dozen times mapped out the route <laughs> with Google maps to come back, um, and go there. And, uh, so to go there, we'll be going from Detroit to, um, basically Seattle, not Seattle, but around Seattle. And so the, the route there is pretty, pretty neat. Actually. Um, there's a lot of neat scenery and a lot of neat stuff going on. We'll have cell service the whole, most of the time. Um, and it should be pretty easy, easy peasy coming back though. The quickest way is basically where we stay in Canada until North Dakota. Um, and there are parts of Canada between Alaska and uh, some of the more populated parts of uh, British Columbia, or yeah, British Columbia. I think it was British Columbia. Anyway, I, I wasn't looking at the map. You were looking at the map. Yeah. So anyway, it's there's some barren stuff out there, man. So um, basically, we're I, I'm not exactly sure what we're gonna do because I don't. We're gonna have to figure out um, cell service for Canada possibly data depending on if we want to do live streaming we want so our goal is to do live streaming for a bunch of you know like during the day something happens or we stop or something interesting we want to be able to live stream some of that but um we have to have data to do that so uh we're kind of trying to figure that out Um, yeah among among other things but yeah. yeah Among other things too, we need radios. The um, the requirements for the th- the uh, rally are you need a specific, some specific radios uh, for communication. You need um, GPS trackers so you basically they don't like you don't get lost in the wilderness. I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, we're gonna need a. Uh, the, there's two different types, right? There's a spot or alarm, which are the companies that make them. Um, GPS trackers, this emergency GPS device. And yeah, we're going to have to pick one of those up. So I'm not looking forward to that. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I'm not, I'm less worried about picking one up and more worried about the why we're picking one up. Cause I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's mostly for uh peace of mind and uh, safety, Tom, versus anything that's actually going to happen. But that said, mm-hmm. if, uh, you know, if, if my navigator were to point me down the wrong road and we were to wind up somewhere that we aren't supposed to be in uh, the Arctic Circle of Alaska, I'd be happy to have one. I mean, what do you think the chances of that are? I mean, they're not zero. <laughs> That's very nice. <laughs> I think you and Adam both are aware of my <laughs> navigation abilities, actually. <laughs> or lack thereof. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not good. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a good, I guess it's a fair point. It's good we're going to have those. Um, yeah. Yep. But uh, yes, so, so we've been planning on that, and one of the other things that we're, that we're contemplating is uh, the actual state of the truck, right? So... At this point, we have what four months, Tom. I what's never tell me the odds. Uh, no, not the odds. Months. Well, I can calculate the odds if we talk about the months. But oh, it's oh. in August. It's oh, in August. All right, so, so don't we won't talk about the months for Tom. It's in um, August. So we don't have a lot of time, and although I have currently a running and soon to be driving as soon as I bleed the brakes truck, um, 
there's a lot of body work to do. And mm-hmm. by, and by a lot, I mean a lot. So I have a full-time job, right? And uh, as it is, my girlfriend doesn't see me much on the weekends unless she comes out to the garage. Um, and also during the week, that seems to be the case most evenings. So I can't really spend more time in the garage and also maintain my relationship and also mm-hmm. my and also my job, which pays for the truck. So it's, I think we might be cutting it close, Tom. Right. No, yeah. I, uh, yeah. So this is, this is like, this is a huge, a huge accomplishment, uh, you know, really, because the truck went from bare frame to driving in the Alcan in like six months. So with, yeah, full-time jobs. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a big undertaking and pretty much Mike doing all of it himself. Um, so I Tom, am a hundred miles away, so I'm useless. Um, yeah. And Tom said, don't make it, make it not look pretty. Cause that's an well, option. Yeah. Because I mean, really we kind of have to be practical, unfortunately. Um, and the thing is too, like, I, f- I figure if, if he, if Mike puts a ton of work into the body um, and then we go on the Alcan, which is uh, potentially not going to be friendly to, you know, a show vehicle, let's say. Uh, I, I <laughs> wait, wait, who said anything about show? This truck is not well, intended to show. It's intended to go. Not fast, right. mind you, but somewhere. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I think, I think it'd be good to just, uh, to not worry about how it looks so much and just worry about how it works. So I don't know. It seems like that, that strategy might be the, uh, the way to go. I don't know. But the working part's almost there. Like I said, I'm going to have to rebuild the car because, uh, my accelerator pump's not working currently, but I'm fairly confident in the reliability aspect. Uh, Granted, I, I still need to rebuild the water pumps, but that's not a huge deal. Um, mostly I'm confident in the reliability aspect because for the last, I don't know, few days since I got the thing running in the first place, all I have to do is go out there, dribble a little bit of gas in the carb because the accelerator pump doesn't work. And the thing fires right up and it's still on the six volt system. And I'm going to change it to a 12 volt system, which is arguably somewhat more reliable. Um, but will also allow me to not have to run two batteries so that we can run, you know, accessories for Tom and I in the truck, electronic gadgets and things. And also so that my overdrive works without having to have an extra battery to operate specifically the overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a big part of that too is like having those systems like to manage content um, because we're basically going to be doing, I mean, it's, basically a hundred percent of the time is going to be driving. Right. So, um, with very little sleep, which we've decided is now going to be in national parks on the way. So internet is going to be even more tricky. We'll have to see, figure, we'll have to figure out like coffee shops or something. Um, and and, and if anyone knows a good coffee roaster that would like to sponsor a truck going to the Alcan and more importantly, two guys that drink a lot of coffee and are going to have to stay awake. Yep. Uh, let us know because it could save lives. Yeah. Yeah. Not just ours. <laughs> yeah, actually. Um, 
So yeah, it's going to be interesting. We're going to have a little production set up right in the truck, uh, production st- editing studio, and uh, yeah, I don't know. So a lot of stuff to figure out. Even aside from like, when this isn't even figuring out, you know, like clothes and tents and stuff like that that we're going to have to take. So we haven't we haven't even got to that. Yeah, no, it, we have, the plus side is we have a truck bed. Yeah. So we have room for a few things. Yeah, so that's going to be a uh, an advantage for sure. But yeah, so that's kind of the Alcan update for now. Uh, hopefully, we'll be talking about some fun stuff next week and maybe hear some results. Um, hopefully, we get some video. Yeah, and hopefully get some video, and should be good. Um, so yeah, you guys want to play a game? What game are we playing? Um. The game that we are going to play is uh, what is your favorite memory from your first car? Ooh, I don't think that's a game, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's not so much. That's not so much game sorry. story time. <laughs> yes, okay. Story time. Uh, see, Sal's gone, and the segways go out the window. It's true. We we are terrible <laughs> at segways. I man. Okay, so story time. Tom, Tom, what was your first car? Okay, so. How are we going to classify this? Is it like first no, car, first abs- car, or like absolute first car, whether you were old enough to legally drive it or not? Okay, so my first car was actually a uh, a collaboration between McDonald's and Hot Wheels, um, and I, it was a Happy Meal vehicle. Not okay. That's oh, a self-powered oh. car. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. Tom, let me help you. I'm going to have the lamest first car, so go ahead. <laughs> no, now I want to hear I, what you had, Adam. What's what was your what's this lame first car? Let's hear it. Yeah, Tom got. <laughs> yep, go ahead. My so so my first car was a 1991 Ford Festiva. Ooh, ooh, that Festiva. Was it a four banger? Oh yeah. All right. Oh, so yeah. so it was making like 45 horsepower. On a good day, <laughs> that's le- that's like less than half of my truck. <laughs> okay, yeah, it, although you know what though, it was it was so much fun. I kind of wish I still had that car. Okay, why? What's what's your favorite memory of your first car? Yeah, uh, I I have so many. Um, my favorite memory in that car was like I I, I pulled the e brake in that car around like ninety percent of corners. <laughs> <laughs> it, was just, it had tiny little tires it slid but um no seriously probably my favorite memory um was there is a park around here that has um dirt roads kind of around like baseball diamonds and stuff um uh this was in high school of course but i had, like rally raced my buddy and his um, old Ford Escort around those gravel roads. <laughs> there was one. There, there was one point where we were sliding around a corner so close to each other that someone passed something from my passenger seat into their driver's window while we were sliding around the corner. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, my car might have been lame, but it was it was fun. I uh, I kind of miss it some days. <laughs> I don't, I don't really, you know, I was thinking about it and like with my first car, I don't have, 
any crazy memories re- with it, really. What, uh, what was your first car, Tom? It was a 1991 um, Chev- Chevrolet S10 Blazer with the 4.3 Vortec engine it, and 180,000 miles. Was it a two-door or was it a four-door? It was a two-door. Did it have the spare tire in the in the back or was it on the tailgate? No, it was in the it was inside. So it was oh, not that's lame. Yeah, yeah. Or it was underneath. I can't remember. No, they didn't, they didn't put it underneath on those. It was either on the tailgate or inside. Oh, okay. I should remember because I got I do remember getting a flat tire with that car. <laughs> it was like a super obnoxious situation. But so, so probably not your favorite memory. No, probably not my favorite memory. <laughs> um, my spare tire was inside on my Festiva too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was room. Yeah, it was in a cup holder. No. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's about right. That's about the right size. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what did you I do? Mean, that I was fun in the Blazer, Tom. Especially I, being a country boy with you know a first car that's four wheel drive. Yeah, yeah. I, I it mean, was four wheel drive, wasn't it? It was. Okay, it good, was. Good, yep. Good. Um. But I mean, that was just like such a utilitarian thing to have. Like I kind of used, I mean, I drove, you know, drove around and stuff, but I didn't really go. I I literally can't think of anything like interesting that I did in that. Um, I do remember that the four three, like I was able to um, get a decent amount of speed out of that thing. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, I, I more or less just like drove it back and forth to work and, because it sucked gas and I didn't make any money. <laughs> So, like, I got, like, you know, 14 miles a gallon with it, and I made about enough money to drive back and forth to work every day and um, supplement my paintball habit. That was pretty much it, really. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel bad. I don't have any, like, I don't remember anything interesting I did with it. Tom, you have have a terrible first car. I... (laughs) I think it was, I think the problem is me. I definitely think the problem is me. Definitely you. Yeah. So you want to know what my first car was? I'm sure it was something cool. (laughs) My first car was a 1965 Mustang. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And my old man uh, bought it for me. Well, my parents, I guess, bought it for me. But mostly my old man. Uh, As uh, an eighth grade graduation present even though I never graduated eighth grade. Um, I skipped it. So th- that's the short end of that story. But <laughs> Nice clarification. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, they got me that because they, my sister was big into horses at the time. And she did graduate eighth grade. And so they bought her a horse. And they were like, well, we can't give her a horse and not get you anything. And so at the time, I remember being disappointed in getting a 65 straight six, three speed uh, coupe, right? Because my favorite car at the time was a 67 Shelby GT350. And it had absolutely nothing to do with Gone in 60 Seconds because the movie hadn't come out yet. Um, but that was my favorite car, right? So I, was, I remember being somewhat disappointed that I got this you know, pedestrian uh, secretary's car even though I was like 13. So um, I promptly took, that kind of wore off pretty quick, I suppose. And then my old man and I restored it, right? Uh, 
kind of to a factory in spec, right? We left the six speed in, or the straight six in it, left the three speed in it. Melman got it for cheap because the three speed wasn't shifting, it was stuck in two gears. And so he drove it home in second gear because that's the only one he got it in. And he didn't want to shift the third because it might stick in second and third, right? So uh, so we fixed that pretty simply because it was just, it was the shift linkage. It, it was a, uh, there's a tit on the shift linkage that pushes from one linkage to the, from uh, one shift rod to the, to the other shift rod and it was worn down. And so a little welding and grinding later and the tit was restored and shift to fly, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah what yep. did it take again a little welding and grinding oh and the tit was restored okay yeah so uh i had that car for 15 years and then what happened and and then i hit a tire on the highway yeah not like a, not like a little tire i hit a big tire we should put that in the uh in the podcast as the the heading here because that was a sad picture um and it was totaled unfortunately yep. But that, was, that wasn't my favorite memory in that car. I had a lot of good memories in that car. Uh, I caught the hood on fire one time. Uh, <laughs> because So uh, I had decided that I was going to convert the thing to a, a V8 because I needed tires. And so... So honestly, this is probably my favorite memory of this car because... Um, my, my dad and I had restored the car, mostly restored the car. And uh, it didn't really need a whole lot of work, right? It needed a little bit of body work, uh, some paint, and then a lot of little things, right? It needed new door panels, and uh, a lot of the little hardware inside was gone or whatever. So, you know, it needed some new chrome pieces and this, that, and the other. But mostly it just needed cleaned up, right? Um, and so it didn't cost me much to get it going. But then I was, you know, I was glad to have an original Mustang or whatever. And so it kind of just sat, right? It, it was, it looked good and it was pretty or whatever. And it just kind of sat. Um, and then I decided I was going to drive it. And so I started driving it every day. Um, okay. Not every day, but I started driving it frequently. And, uh, I, I took it down to a friend of ours, a Tom and mine who lives in Quincy, Illinois. Uh, and I lived in Galesburg, Illinois. So it was like a two and a half to three-ish hour drive to get down there. And uh, I started taking it down there on trips, right? And it's st- it still had white wall bias ply, bias, bias ply tires on it. I remember that. Oh. And because uh, the last time it had tires was probably sometime in the 80s. So, so they were still on it when I got it in the early 2000s, right? Um, and I remember that they were rubbing, right? The tires were rubbing on the front. And on one of the, where one of the ball joints connects. And I didn't really know where this was at the time. I wasn't as versed in cars as I am now. Um, I mean, I knew about them, right? But I wasn't nearly as fluent in what's going on and diagnosing things. Um, and so I continued to drive it, even though I kind of, it kind of smelled like rubber, right? And then I was, I was, I was over 21 because I was out of the bar. So I was in college age, I guess. Um, I was out of the bar in Galesburg and it was like one o'clock in the morning and I'm leaving the bar and my tire goes flat. Right. And I don't have a spare because it's a four lug and I couldn't find four lug wheels at the time. And so I didn't have a spare in the car. And, uh, so I had to call my old man and I'm like, Hey, and he's like, why are you calling? Actually, I called my ma and she woke up my old man. 
Because uh, <laughs> because it's it's easier to go through her for some of these things than it is to call him straight. So so I called my mom and uh, she got my old man up right, and he just so happened to have a couple of cans of Fix a Flat in the garage. So he brings a couple of cans of Fix a Flat and a, a tank of air because who doesn't have a tank of air in the country, right? <laughs> there was like an old propane tank that was converted to uh, an air tank, right? And uh, so he brings those out. And we get tired, you know, fixed, quasi fixed. And then I'm like, all right, it's time to, it's finally time to fucking do this, right? So I'm like, well, if I'm going to buy tires for the thing, I'm going to convert it to a five lug because that way I get bigger brakes, better brakes. So I get more options for tires. Uh, you know, I can put some nice wheels on it, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, all right, well, I'm going to do that. So I said, like, well, if I'm going to do that, then. I may as well put a 289 in it. And if I'm going to put a 289 in it, I may as well put a five-speed in it because that way I've got overdrive. And so then I cruise down the highway. And so that was the project, right? And so I got all that stuff sorted out. And then I was tuning the carb and I thought I had it tuned. And like I said, this was before I knew as much as I do now. And uh, I thought I had it tuned, so I closed the hood. And I was like, I'm going to go take it for a ride around the block. And I go to crank it and it won't start, won't start, won't start. And all of a sudden, there's this bubble on the hood. And it, it was the carbon caught on fire, obviously, if you haven't caught on by now. And there's no air cleaner on it because I was just going on, you know, I was going to go take it for a quick ride and come back. And so, uh, yeah, the whole, like, a two-foot radius, a two-foot diameter, let's go diameter, a two-foot diameter circle in the middle of the hood, the paint just completely bubbled up. It was probably, I don't know, a foot, foot and a half high. And just, it was just this giant balloon. So we popped the hood and my old man threw a, uh, an old shirt on top of the, the carb, right? To snuff it out or whatever. And so we got it out and then there was just this giant mess that we had to, to fix. And so I took the hood off and then we sanded it down and then I painted it black. And I was like, well, while I'm at it, um, I'm going to change the exhaust because I decided I wanted to put side pipes on it. So I put side pipes on it and had a black hood and drove around for a while like that. And, uh, yeah. 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 So, so my favorite memory was converting it to a five lug, I guess, because I got a flat tire at the bar. <laughs> there you go, man. That's that's kind of an interesting trend that like the setting the car on fire thing. What what other cars have I set on fire? So Michael also has a 1970 Mach One that has a plethora of electrical issues, which uh, at Dream Cruise a few years ago almost caught on fire. Uh, oh. I would say caught it. There was flame. Yeah, I saw flame. Yeah, I'd say caught on fire. Yep. yep. <laughs> so yeah, good times. Yeah. yeah, we fixed that one with a bubble gum wrapper. <laughs> yeah, yep, actually, yep. Is it still there that way? Oh yeah, yep. Nice, yep, perfect. Still there. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yep, pretty much. Cool. Or only well, fix it the minimal necessary. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> got got stuff to do. Can't waste time fixing this. Spending more time fixing that stuff. No, it's, it's actually time to fix that one because I'm going to drive it. So we yeah, got to figure out all those electrical gremlins and get it going. Yeah, it's starting to get warm out again. So cool. Well, uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up today. Um, do you guys have anything else? No, but I do have other memories with that with that car. So we need to yeah. do, we need to do this segment again with Sal sometime. I know I might be able to do better the next time. I don't know. We'll see. We won't, we won't limit it to your first car next time. We'll just limit it to, you know, a car. <laughs> there you go. There you go. 
I like that. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, stay tuned and get an update on our progress for the Alcan 5000 project. And look for us on, what is it, Twitch? We're, we're, we're contemplating jumping over to Twitch and playing around with that a little bit. Um, we are, we're hoping to get back to, again, like, you know, we said we're, uh, full-time jobs, but then also trying to get the car prep, but we'd like to do, um, more interviews and stuff. So if we do that, we'll probably start streaming those to Twitch. Um, and yeah, like, I think that, uh, I think that could be good. All right then. Well, then thanks for listening, everybody. Leave us a comment. Give us a like. Uh, tell your friends that we have you know semi-interesting stories sometimes and that they should listen <laughs> to those sometimes. Um, and we'll see you next week. Yeah.